Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is September 15th, and our reading comes from Galatians chapter 2. It's a very interesting story, beginning in verse 11. Remember, Paul, in this letter, is defending the simplicity and the power of the gospel that we are made right with God by grace through faith plus nothing. Now watch what he says. In verse 11, he says, When Peter came to Antioch, I had to oppose him. I had to confront him to his face for what he did was very wrong. When he first arrived, he ate with the Gentile believers who were not circumcised. So they haven't gone through that Jewish tradition, and Paul was eating with them. But afterwards, when some of some friends of James came, Peter wouldn't eat with the Gentiles anymore. Now he was afraid of the criticism that these new people who insisted on the necessity of circumcision might give him. So right, so now he's people-pleasing, and he's compromising the gospel, so he doesn't have to deal with these with these people. Verse 13, as a result, other Jewish believers followed Peter's hypocrisy. Even Barnabas was led astray by their hypocrisy. When I saw that they were not following the truth of the gospel message, I said to Peter in front of all the others, since you, a Jew by birth, have discarded the Jewish laws and are living like a Gentile, why are you now trying to make these Gentiles follow the Jewish traditions? Well, The answer to that question is obvious. He was trying to save face. He was more concerned about what these people would think about him than doing what was right and honoring the gospel, preaching the truth. The truth is he needed to confront these new people and to make sure they understood the gospel and were not trying to put the law or this legalism, these rules, on these Gentile believers. So he knew why they were asking that. Verse 15, he says, you and I are Jews by birth, not sinners like these Gentiles. Yet we know that a person is made right with God by faith in Jesus Christ, not by obeying the law. And we have believed in Christ Jesus so that we might be made right with God because of our faith in Christ, not because we've obeyed the law. For no one will ever be made right with God by obeying the law. So several things just jump out in this section to me. First of all, the truth is it's a little encouraging to me that somebody like Peter, who is the kind of the early leader of the church, you know, he preached that message in Acts chapter 2 and 3 where all the people got saved on the day of Pentecost, right? And uh, so he was an outspoken, zealous leader, and yet he's not perfect, right? And in this instant, Paul gets kind of caught in a a funny situation. He's been hanging out, eating with these Gentiles and these Jewish people, former Jews come in and now he's concerned that he doesn't want to offend them. And and he's kind of caught in the middle and he decides to go with, you know, to go with the Jews and to please them instead of really standing up and graciously and gently helping everybody to understand the gospel in order to bring the two 
groups together and eliminate the division. Instead, his behavior actually increased the division, increased the pressure being put on these Gentiles, and in doing so, really polluted the gospel message, right? And so Paul, what I love about Paul is that he's got the courage to confront Peter to his face. I mean, he just went right to Peter and said, this is not right. And that was so important for the early church. And apparently, Peter responded by receiving Paul's correction from this point on. Man, Paul and Peter are on the same page about this thing. And so I just appreciate the fact that Peter's not a perfect leader. I appreciate that Paul had the courage to stand up for the truth. I appreciate the fact that despite his mistake, that Peter was able to receive the correction and the church was protected. The purity of the gospel message was protected. And, you know, that was awesome. And then he concludes again by saying, no one will be made right with God by observing the law. It's by faith. We say this so many times. Let me just say it again. We do not clean up our life so we can come to Jesus. We come to Jesus, and Jesus begins, as we walk together, Jesus begins to clean up our lives. See, there's a big difference there. In the mind of the Jew and in the mind of all religious people, regardless of the religion, we take steps, we climb a ladder, we follow rules in order to get close to God. We clean ourselves up to get close to God. That's what religion teaches. The gospel's the opposite of that. Jesus has done everything through his death and resurrection in order to reunite us to God by faith. When we put our faith in Jesus, we're reconciled with God, we're made right with God, we have peace with God, we're justified, we're adopted into God's family, we become his child. So because of what Jesus did, we are reconciled to God. And because we're reconciled to God, we're learning to follow Jesus. And that means we're becoming more and more like him. So what's important to him is becoming important to us. What he loves, we love. What he hates, we hate. The law is now written in our hearts and the Holy Spirit is leading us into freedom and holiness, and power, and purpose, and vision. He's transforming our lives as we walk with Him. And the only reason we walk with Him is because of what Jesus did, not because of what we've done. That's what's so good about the good news. And when you understand that, it radically changes your approach to your spiritual journey to your relationship with God, and to your relationship with other people. It's not about you trying to make yourself better. It's about you trying to get close to Jesus and working with Jesus. So as much as it's up to you, we want to work out our faith with fear and trembling. But we also, it's God who is working in us right, to produce his life. So we've got this partnership. As I'm moving towards Jesus, he's moving towards me. As I'm surrendering and opening my heart and repenting as he's leading me through scripture and leading me through life, and he's producing his life and grace and the fruit of the Spirit in me, as we walk together, I'm becoming more and more like Jesus. He's bringing me along. He's fathering me in the faith. He's fathering me into maturity. 
That's the Christian life. And listen, it starts at salvation and it never ends. This is something that we're doing the rest of our life. Again, I keep saying this, but I'm learning and growing today as much as ever. And that's a lifelong journey and pursuit. And it's so exciting, really. And it's so life-giving. It's so refreshing to keep experiencing God's grace as He leads me into new areas of my heart and life where He's growing and maturing and shaping who I am. Man, we're walking this thing out together. That's the good news. And that's what Jesus has come to do for you. So again, let's open our hearts. Let's trust Jesus. Let's walk with Him every day throughout our day. And trust. He is working it out, man. He's growing us and helping us to become more and more like Him. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you so much for this encouraging story. Peter's not perfect. Paul had the courage to confront him. Peter was open and, and able to receive that correction, and the church was protected, and the gospel message was protected. God, help us not to make the mistake of trusting in Jesus and then turning to the law. Help us to keep our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising its shame, is now seated at the right hand of the Father on high Hebrews 12, 2 and 3. God, we're so grateful for that. Help us to keep our eyes on Jesus, to keep moving towards you and trusting you to produce your life. God, help us as we're opening the Word of God to, to let the Word come to life in us and set us free and teach us and grow us, transforming the way we think. God, we thank you for your church and to have a community of people that are encouraging us, spurring us on towards faith and good works. God, we thank you for your Spirit that lives in us, who's faithfully loving us and producing your life in us. God, we're trusting you. We're so grateful. It's not up to us. It's up to you. Thank you for being so faithful to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks for being with me again today. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.